Welcome back to the Talking Thomas podcast, your podcast for all things Thomas and Friends, Shining Time Station, the Railway Series, etc. I'm Tony. And I'm Orion. And we're here with another set of commentaries for Thomas the Tank Engine and Friends Season 3. We're picking up right where we left off with Thomas, Percy, and the Dragon, which was uh, one of my favorite Season 3 episodes when I was a child. Um, I don't know if I would go as far as to say that it's one of my favorites of season three now, but certainly when I was younger, it was. Um, so let's just dive right into that and we'll begin, uh, get it loaded up. However, you're going to be watching it along with us and press play now. Of course, this one was very popular for, uh, being featured in, uh, Halloween t- compilations and as well as the uh, season two uh, Shining Time Station Halloween episode Scare Dares, which we did a commentary on just earlier this year. Yeah, and this is a this like you said, um, this is one of my favorites when I was a kid, too. I, I quite like this episode. Um, it's very season three. Yes. In the best way, really, um, but but very very much a uh, a season three type episode, and uh, very entertaining. Oh, definitely, yes. On the whole, love the music in it. I think it's it's probably one of Michael Donald and Junior Campbell's strongest episodes of the season. Oh, I agree. I mean, we hear we did a. I know this is still early season three. We're only seven episodes in. But, you know, we get some very interesting themes in season three. I love the Chinese dragons theme that we'll hear in a little bit. And a lot of the instrumentation that we hear in this episode is just fantastic. So this is another magazine story in that it's based on actually two of Andrew Brenner's magazine stories. Uh, It's based on Percy's Night Out and Percy and the Dragon. Yeah, I'm not terribly familiar with the magazine stories, but I think, I think that the ideas in the episode flow together quite well to make a pretty, pretty, you know, uh, comprehensive episode. Oh, I agree completely. Yes, um, you know, it's and it, in a way, it's sort of reminiscent of season one, where they would take two episodes or two, sorry, two stories rather, and put them together to make one episode. And so in that sense, it's kind of cool that uh, in season three, they're still doing that. It's still combining two stories to make one. Oh, there it is. Now we touched on this a little bit in one of our previous commentaries, but this, this season, something about the Harbor and the docks just must've really, uh, you know, kind of piqued the imagination of Britt and David to write stories surrounding that, or at least the film episodes surrounding that area. And in terms of the idea that something can be delivered there and uh, the engines going to and from there and a conversation spot and things like that, that would later be expanded upon quite a bit in, in uh, the seasons after season four. Uh, so, and especially in season five, we, really got introduced to Brendam Docks with Cranky and um, and then in season six with uh, Salty. So, um, but that really starts here in season three. 
quite a bit. There's a lot of episodes that take place at the harbor. It it does, and and in season three, it's used in a good way. Whereas in later seasons, while the emphasis on the harbor is always nice, uh, it's not always used in the best way. Whereas I think in season three, at least, it was used. I, I think it's to the story's advantage most of the time. Uh, and I mean, I guess technically you could say that it started in season two, although it's a different harbor. Uh, but there were a few stories in season two uh, at, at the new harbor that was being built throughout season two. Well, right. Yeah. And it's, it's a completely different kind of world from, from season one where everything was in the country um, or, uh, you know, or just in the yard of the station. Whereas um, from season two onwards, we had a more industrial kind of feel because um, really the only appearance of the harbor of the docks in, in season one is in the flying kipper. So, and that's at night. So. Right. I always liked the look of this dragon here. Uh, and, and that goes for this dragon and real uh, Chinese dragons. I, I've never seen a real one in real life, but I've seen pictures of course. And I don't know, just the idea of a Chinese dragon and especially the look that they gave this one in particular it's really nice. I, I enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it was uh, a toy, or, you know, a wooden railway item I always wanted, but I never got. I actually, I actually did have that. I had that and the Ertle one. And of of the two, I preferred the Ertle one personally, but that's just, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm slightly biased in that Ertle was my favorite toy line as a kid. Uh, but the wooden railway one was quite nice as well. Uh, but that was Thomas Percy and the Dragon. Uh, great episode. And, um, you know, uh, again, I don't know that it's necessarily one of my favorites these days, but it was definitely one of them uh, back when I was a kid. So, yes. Um, all right. Well, the next episode in our season three commentaries is... Uh, also a particular favorite of mine and and it's it's the start of a growing trend but in season three it's done well it's another one of these where in season three something's done well that would be repeated ad nauseum later and just not done well at all but here i think it kind of works uh and that episode i'm referring to of course is diesel does it again and so uh, we can go ahead and press play now. So, uh, Diesel Does It Again is also based on two magazine stories. Uh, all... So we have Trouble in the Harbor Yard and Bumps. Although I have to wonder if at least part of it wasn't also based on Thomas and the Evil Diesel, even though the two stories share almost nothing except for the return of Diesel. Right, and what year was Thomas and the uh, Evil Diesel? Uh, I can actually tell you because I have it right here with me. Uh, just uh, lets me check on the copyright page of Thomas and the Evil Diesel because uh, I have uh, the UK printing of it as well as I had a US printing of it a long time ago, but uh, uh, it was published in 1987. And so it was, it was published between seasons one and two, but I still have to wonder, you know, if if this didn't if it two didn't... two and three rather what's that two and three rather oh that's right I'm sorry two and three you're right uh two I was 
I was thinking of the American releases. Um, two and three, you're absolutely right. Uh, and I still have to wonder, though, if if bringing back Diesel wasn't at least partly inspired by um, Thomas and the Evil Diesel. So, yeah, absolutely. And it is it's actually quite interesting that they never decided to even adapt Thomas and the Evil Diesel um, as a or and like a, a true and adapt in the true in the sense that they would where modify it quite a bit right so i don't think as written it would have been a terribly uh exciting tv series uh episode or special but i i feel like they it was almost a missed opportunity i would have enjoyed maybe seeing a season three uh treatment of that uh similar to thomas and the missing christmas tree in terms of turning a standalone story into a um into an episode so it's it, Interesting, and and you would think that Christopher wrote that most likely for TV series use, right? Um, considering that it focused on Thomas, um, yeah. Just that feels like a, a TV series idea, a Brit and David idea, well, particularly from that time. So it's it's interesting that it was never adapted. I'm not sure, quite sure why. Me either, and and it's the first of two Christopher standalone stories that were presumably written with the TV series in mind because they both feature Thomas heavily. Uh, the second one, of course, being uh, Thomas and the Hurricane from 1990. But uh, that's another story entirely. Uh, this episode, I always liked Diesel in the early seasons. And that's, for for the lead into this episode, that's what I was saying is that the idea of being, the, the idea of bringing Diesel back happens so many times after season three. In fact, starting in season six, Diesel practically lives on the island and... Obviously, he doesn't, but by the time of season eight, he does. And so, uh, but I think in season three, it was done well, whereas in season six and beyond, they just kept stretching it to where I can see Diesel being the only engine available in season three, because that actually kind of ties in with Thomas and the Evil Diesel, where he is the only engine available. But from that point forward in season six, it just, it, it stops working and it just starts being a very convenient excuse to bring him back. And I don't dislike Diesel at all. I like him. I just like him better in the early seasons where I think a little Diesel goes a long way. No, I, I agree. Absolutely. And I, I like this, uh, this little crash here. Oh yeah. It's great. S- season three continues the um, season two tradition of being a little bit more action heavy. Uh, you know, season one is very quiet, just like the early stories, but seasons two and three are more action heavy. And once again, Sir Topham Hat's hat doesn't quite fit. <laughs> That's we should we should keep a running tally of the season three episodes <laughs> where his hat doesn't uh fit properly. Um I love the nighttime harbor shots. We got a lot of them in uh in season three. Um all at sea being a particular uh, one that ha- that has quite a few, at least in the beginning, and then um, and then Thomas Percy and the mail train, of course. Uh, yes, that has some some great sh- night shots at the uh, at the harbor as well. So uh, it's a nice ending for the for the episode, and I like I like the music at the end. That slight modification of the diesel theme is is great. I I was just going to mention that the the variation on diesel theme that we did at the very end was fantastic. Um, so kudos to Mike O'Donnell and Junior Campbell as, you know, kudos to them for the entire season, of course, but that variation on Diesel's theme in particular, 
And big kudos to David Mitten, who, as we all know, loved his night shots. And so, um, you know, I I really thought that uh, the the night shots with that nice uh, with the ship in the background and such that was that was great. Uh, so that was Diesel Does It Again. Um, really good episode, in my opinion. Again, maybe not one of the best, but certainly one of my personal favorites. Um, you know, it's it's not an episode that I necessarily would go out of my way to watch on its own. Uh, but on the VHS that it does appear on, it was one of the highlights of that VHS for me. So, uh, yes, well, now we move on to our third episode of the night and it is potentially one of the most controversial episodes of season three. Um, to what I think is a certain degree, maybe potentially unfairly, I think that a lot of the slating that this episode gets has to do with people parroting the Reverend's own dislike for this episode. And I have to wonder how many of these uh, people who claim not to like the episode would have that thought if the Reverend didn't voice his displeasure with that episode. And I, of course, am talking about Henry's Forest. Uh, so let's dive right into that. And you can press play now. Yes, of course. Uh, famous Henry's Forest. Uh, this, um, it's not an episode that I could say I really had a whole lot of uh, strong memory of growing up. Um, it was on the Trust Thomas VHS, um, so which was not a VHS that I watched super often. Um, so it, it, this wasn't in my kind of regular rotation of episodes that I would have watched on a on a consistent basis. But uh, I don't have a problem with the episode. I mm. obviously I can understand the Reverend's um, problem with it, but at the same time, yes. he was uh, in his later years a, a bit grouchy um, <laughs> and. Uh, and understandably a, a bit dismayed at the way that his world and his characters had been treated and adapted to fit a, in a completely different context, basically than, than what the original series was. But, but we have to, you have to move on from that. Uh, and this, it's a whole different animal. It doesn't erase the railway series. It's just, it's, it's still there. Um, you know, we still have that, but, uh, but this is something completely different. And, and particularly season three onwards was also written and the show designed uh, from, for a more global perspective, not to the extent of uh, current incarnation of the series, but, yeah. uh, but certainly it was something made for export as opposed to the original two series that were made more as a, a domestic product for, for the UK. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I can definitely agree. I, I see what the Reverend disliked about this episode. Um, I don't have any major qualms about it. I think it's a fine episode. It's not my favorite episode of the season, but I don't hate it either. Um, now, contrary to you, I actually do have fond memories of this episode because uh, while it wasn't likely the first, Trust Thomas was one of the first VHSs I ever had. And so... I, I do remember watching that VHS quite regularly. Um, and so, uh, again, while it's not my favorite episode, uh, Henry Forrest does kind of have a special place in my heart. So, um, 
apparently all three of the episodes that we're uh, doing commentaries on today are magazine based stories in that this was based on and, and and all three of them are also based on amalgamations of two different stories in that this one is based on uh, the story Henry's Forest as well as the story Cleaning Up. And uh, also, you know, continuing the theme from the, the previous two episodes about us praising Michael Donnell and Junior Campbell, the music in this episode is is really one of the best scored episodes of this of this season. Um, oh yeah, from the from the modified Henry theme uh, to just wonderful little ditties throughout, and the the sad forest theme. It's it's great. Oh it. Definitely. It, this, uh, this episode, the musical score just blows me away. It's, um, you know, it, it is probably until season four, it's probably one of the best scores that we have for an episode. Um, season four's scores are a category of their own, of course, but um, I'd say for season three, definitely it's one of the best. And I love those, uh, the, the cars that are trucks that are used to transport the the trees oh yes those nice red red cars and of course without this episode uh we wouldn't have had one of the best wooden railway pieces of merchandise the sawmill so right yeah that that um i i don't have as many fond memories of the sawmill as as you do orion but uh the sawmill was a nice piece of uh Wooden Railway memorabilia. And I'm a sucker for any episode that features uh, that features Trevor and Terrence. So it's it's great to have both of those non-rail vehicles in this episode. This going back to the music for a minute, this ending theme is just one of the most beautiful pieces of music in the series as a whole. I mean, uh, you know, season three in general, but the series as a whole, it's it's just a gorgeous piece of music. So and those four shots are great, and of course they were put to great use at the beginning of the music video for uh, for the island song in season four. Right. Yes. Um, so Henry's forest. Um, what is there to say about it that hasn't already uh, been said? Um, I think it's a fine episode. It's not the best episode of the season. But I also don't think it necessarily deserves uh, the amount of hate that it does get. It's um, not a bad episode in general, I would say, uh, but definitely not one of the best. It's not it's 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 not without fault, but it's a lot better than I think some people uh, like to think it is. And if I were ranking these three episodes that we just discussed, I would say, um, for me, they would go Thomas Percy and the Dragon, Henry's Forest, and Diesel Does It Again. I I probably would uh, would switch the other two, but I definitely agree that Thomas Percy and the Dragon is the highlight of these three. Um, I don't, you know, I I I just like Diesel Does It Again a lot um and again while it's not one of my favorites i like it quite a bit and again i don't dislike henry's forest it's just you know it's um yeah i i just kind of i think diesel does again is just a little bit better in my uh, personal opinion uh, so but uh of course we each have our own opinions and that is fantastic and speaking of opinions we would love to hear some of yours listening uh so 
please send us a message or a tweet. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Talking Thomas Pod or Twitter at uh, Talking Thomas One. And of course, you can find us on a number of podcasting sites, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, I want to say Stitcher, a few others as well. And of course, our home is Anchor. Yes, uh, thank you for listening. And we'll have more season three commentaries uh, coming on down the line. So stay tuned. Yep. Have a good night, everybody.